Amen. We're getting underway. Tim's getting us all dialed in this morning. And I know that everybody's ready to hear a fresh word from the Lord. And when he says we're ready to roll, we're ready. Three, two, one. Good morning, everybody. We're going to jump on in. I tell you, it is a blessing to be able to use the technology that God has given us to reach people all around the world because of what you guys are doing here. People all around the world are hearing about the good news of who? Jesus Christ. And so I want to open with that today. And, and I tell you what, I know that Tanya prayed for us before we came online, but I just feel led to just pray for folks that are tuning in right now. So I'm going to just take a minute and just pray for them. Father God, I thank you for each one that are here and those that are listening to this message even later, Lord. And I pray that they see today the grace of God, the goodness of God, the freshness of God, uh, Lord. And I, I just thank you for that, Lord. I know we just need that each and every day. As I wake up this morning, I just, I'm grateful to, to be in a, a place in this country, Lord, that we can worship you freely, but many are still not. So, Father, we lift up our brothers and sisters around the world that are being persecuted, Lord. We lift up folks here that are under the weather, folks that are traveling, and folks that are just tuning in now, Lord. And we want this to be about you connecting with them. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I got a lot of unpacking to do here today, and I, I'm really going to jump right in, and I, I just want to tell you what I'm, I'm, I'm shooting for here, what the Lord had laid on my heart this week, and it's really about Christian maturity. How many people are excited about that? <laughs> we should be. We should be. So I want to talk a little bit about Christian maturity, about making mistakes. We're going to talk about that a little bit, and fresh starts, and encouraging others. So in other words, there's something for everybody today. Amen? Anybody ever made a few mistakes? <laughs> some, of, some of my friends are going, yeah, let me, let me lay my, my legs up. We all make some mistakes, man. And we're going to look at some characters in the Bible that made some mistakes. But through that, you're going to see that God never quit loving them. God never left them alone. They could just continue to draw him to himself. And I, I hope you guys have really enjoyed this message. I had a great time putting it together. And so the, the title of our message is Running Scared. Standing strong and finishing big. So I, I want to kind of look through a few things here. I've got a lot of notes today that I want to share with you. And I believe all of us has experienced one of those things at some time in our life. Amen. I was sitting there thinking today, it's, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit will bring stuff back to your life. And, uh, you know, I talk a lot about my family being really blessed. But my sister spent a lot of time with me, man. It's, it's kind of neat. Sometimes you think when you got an older sibling that they're kind of rough on you. And they are. Did you watch it? Yeah. I got the bruises. <laughs> but it was all right if she was picking on me, but nobody else was going to pick on me, right? But I remember one time when I was doing different sports and different things like this, and she would help train me, you know, for these races and different things like that. And she said, don't quit running at the line. Run through the line. Oh, why in the world am I thinking about that today? Well, I'm taking some notes up here. And she said, look, run again. Run again. I said, I want to go in and eat. Run it again. Run it again. Eat going, you know. And we go out there and I'm running. She said, stick your neck out at the end. Give it all you got at the end. And I thought, wow. Shouldn't we run our Christian walk like that? Our race like that? Our journey like that each and every day? How many people are the oldest out of their family or, or you have somebody younger than you in your family, brothers, sisters, whatever? Case ready day in there. Am I speaking to you this morning? Come on. College girl, come in here and fess up, right? Do you take good care of your brother? I know you do, honey. I know you do. You take good care of your brother? <laughs> Y'all in church now. You take good care of your brother? <laughs> I know you do. I'm just having a little fun with you. But, uh, you know, I tell you what. And then there's some folks who've been on the receiving end of the taking good care of you, right? Amen? I can tell you, you know, my sister is, is amazing. And she did a lot of cool things in life. But one of the things that she did over and over that was not cool was when I would walk, she would just kick the bottom of my foot. Boom! <laughs> Boom! Why did you do that? If you watch, I don't know. It would just drive me crazy. So, you know, you, you got to take the good with the bad, right? That's what God does. He takes the good with the bad, but he makes it so much more. So, you know, it's good to look in the mirror and look at ourselves and think about different things. Because sometimes when you're running this race, it's good to know you're not alone. Amen? It's good to know that you're not alone. So, I want to go ahead and read our scripture, and then I want to unpack it a little bit more. hope you guys can see that. And so what we're looking at here in Acts 12, 24 and 25, it said, but, but the word of God continued to spread and flourish. When Barnabas and Saul had finished their mission, they returned to Jerusalem, taking with them John, also called Mark. 
We're going to kind of look at those three guys, and actually we're going to touch on Peter's life a little bit. We're kind of really going to hone in on the life of John Mark. So I'll call him John Mark sometime in Mark, but we're still talking about the same guy. And so we're going to take a look at that here. And, and this is what I want you to see here. How God used these three men in very different ways, but yet still had the same plan. See, he can use your gifts and your gifts and my gifts and her gifts and put them all together and keep moving forward with those gifts. Amen. How many know everybody don't have the same gift? And that's okay. It's okay. Because God likes variety. Amen. I believe he likes variety. So take a look at this. He used each of those guys to share the gospel message. Now, many of us remember Saul, later known as Paul, after his Damascus Road encounter with Jesus. And look how God used him. He used him to write most of the New Testament and carrying the gospel to the Gentiles. Next, we're looking at Barnabas, whose name was really Joseph, but he was given the nickname Son of Encouragement. The Lord used him in a mighty way in Acts in, in several other places, but in Acts chapter 11 and 23 and 24, this is what it says about Barnabas. How'd you like to have this on your resume? Check this out. He comes back here and he says, Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and strong in faith. And many were brought to the Lord. I'd like to have that written on my tombstone. Amen. But you know what? That doesn't just pop up in God's word. It's because you've made choices and adjustments and been steadfast in following the Lord. Amen. But I want you to hear today, you can get a fresh start if you've been off the road, off the path, in, in, in the gutter a little bit. So I want you to hear that. So take a look at this. Then we get to John Mark, best known for writing the Gospel of Mark. And let me tell you a few things about this little background that I'm studying this week. And then here we go. The Gospel of Mark was believed to be the first Gospel written. It's the shortest of the Gospel, but it's the most action-packed. It's got more of the miracles of Jesus listed in that than the other Gospels, amen? Matter of fact, the other Gospels refer to that in every every version of that, except with the exception of only 31 verses. They tie into that. That's pretty amazing, right? I want to give you the background so you see where we're going with this. But now, things weren't always that bright for John Mark, amen? Some of y'all have read the story before of his life, and I want to give you a little background now. See, when he went on the first mission trip with uh, Paul and Barnabas, he drug up. He left. He bailed. How else can I say it? He went home. He didn't want to play anymore. Don't know exactly why. Could it have been the comforts of the world? Could it have just been tough? Could it have been scared? Could it have been afraid? But here we go. We see that that wasn't the end of the story. Amen. That's what I want you to see today. So I want to try to unpack this. There's a lot of stuff to talk about. But I want you to see how God kept using him. And before we get too impatient with, with, with John Mark, let's see if we can relate to him. Amen. Sometimes when we can relate to somebody, we start getting a whole different feel for things. I'll give you a perfect example. You go through something, somebody goes through a divorce and stuff. You think, man, what's the big deal? You know, you've only been married 10 years or 20 years or 30 years. You still got the rest of your life, right? That'd be a little insensitive. But, oh, man, it's only money. You can get another job. You can get another house, right? You see how people can be real callous when it's not them? And then when it's them, it's different. My prayer is this. If I go through anything, I don't want to waste that. You hear what I'm saying? I don't want to waste that. I want to learn from that. I want to take the test one time if I can. But I also want to go through that so if you or you or you or somebody else goes through that, that I can help them with that. Amen. That I can speak into your life. Young folks, let me tell you, that's what your parents are trying to do when they speak into your life. They don't think you're, you're, you're silly. They don't think you're stupid. They don't think you're any less. They love you. So they try to speak things into your life that will help cultivate a healthy relationship and save you some heartache. Amen? Amen. Right? Mom and dad, can you say amen to that? Right. Did you say that when your mom and dad were doing it? No. <laughs> I'll help you with that answer. No, I didn't. Well, anyway, I just want to throw that out here. But sometimes we get overwhelmed and we just start running scared. So let's go ahead and jump in this. So think about this. Why do we run scared at times? I said fear is a robber, isn't it? When we put more trust, listen to this Lord gave this to me last night. When, when you put more trust in the problem than we do the Lord. That's really what it is, isn't it? When we put more trust in the problem than we do trust in the Lord, fear will creep in. And that's exactly what was happening here. Take a look at this. Got some more scripture for you. Mark 14, 51. It says this. Now, this is now scholars believe that when Mark was writing this, he wrote this probably about himself. Okay. 
Take a look at this. And a young man followed him with nothing but a linen cloth about his body. This is what was happening. In the Garden of Gethsemane, when they were getting ready to come see Jesus and everything, this is where he had, okay? He said, a young man followed him with nothing but a linen cloth about his body. And they seized him. But he pulled free of the linen cloth and ran away naked. I think I'd have left that part out if it was my story. But it's not his story. It's God's story. Let me tell you. That would probably be a little embarrassing at the time to go back by one hand. But when you're scared, you do a lot of things you might not normally do, don't you? When you're fearful, you don't always respond like you would like to. Amen? Let's take a look at this. Sometimes we flee when things aren't comfortable. Serving God is not always a picnic. Amen? You might see some people on TV tell you, oh yeah, it's great. I know people that have served the Lord a long time. I've been serving the Lord for, for a number of years. And it's been good. Have I had some rough times? Absolutely. Amen. Has God ever left me? No. Never. Did I rear back, go my own way? Yes. Do I still try to pull a little bit sometimes? I'll be honest with you, yeah. And I don't even know why. I don't think anybody argue with you. This guy got the best plan. All of us would probably say, yeah. And then we want to drive the bus. Why do we do that? But God is patient. God is full of grace. And he is very kind. But I, I want you to really get a good look at this. But God will take that situation to build your character. We talked a little bit about it last week. And I said, here's something else. One of the things I think that, that happens nowadays is that we are in a time in our life where if it's broke, just go get a new one. Mentality. You know, I can't remember if it was one of my kids, one of somebody else's kids until I just remember this. They were doing something. They said, well, you know, we got to save up for that. They said, save up for it. Just go to the ATM. All you got to do is push the number and the money comes out. <laughs> uh, I think they're missing a piece of the puzzle. But we think that sometimes, don't we? You know, now I think it's great sometimes when we look at stuff. You got to kind of find yourself in the middle. Because I know that my dad would take and patch more things and more things and patch more things and more things. And I'm thinking, I don't want to ride this bike anymore, dad. <laughs> oh, you'll be all right. Did anybody have a bicycle helmet when they were growing up? If you're 50 years uh, old or, 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 you know, and that around, we never had that. You didn't have the seatbelts half the time in the car, laying up in the back window and stuff. <laughs> you know you were. It's crazy. And then we had a baseball coach, right? And, and he was supposed to get permission to have different fields for certain times. He said, I ain't worried about that. So he'd get out there, and another team would come up there and say, hey, y'all can't practice here no more. But you can use the field down here on such and such, such and such. He would put 20 of us in the back of a regular pickup truck. All of us in there. I mean, and just and he had a pipe rack on it. So he figured it was all right. Just hold on to that. We'll be there in a minute. He's smoking, turn around. Get out. What are you doing? I can't see. Get out of my beer. And we didn't think nothing of it. It was like, okay, I want to get on the tailgate. <laughs> no. You know, hanging out there and stuff like that. I do got to share something, though. You know, this it really plays into this. My, the guy that was coaching our team, he was, a, he was this guy's Jake's stepdad. All right? And I don't even usually bring that up, but but they had this thing going on. And he was trying to do what he could for the boy, right? But but Jake would just always push it, man. He would always push it. So he said, okay, let me tell you something. You're, you, you know what? You're out. He did, he did some tough love. He said, you're out, man. You're not, you're not going to play. If you're going to act like that, I don't care. Now, we're about 14, 15 years old, right? So he says, Jake, I want you to be a base coach. How many people know what a base coach is? You're over there and you're doing all the signals, right? And you have the hat on and you go, this, you know, we're doing this and this is the indicator. Now you're going to steal. We want you to steal. Go like this and you know, you're trying to freak them out and everything like this. And so when you do this and all that, that means you want the guy to run to the next base. Jake just couldn't stand it. His dad said, look, you know the signals. I know the signals. And so Jake would get up there and he would do something like this. <laughs> and his dad's going, what are you doing? He said, you pull up your hat. Jake took his hat and pulled it so hard, ripped the bill off. <laughs> Looked like a little beanie like that. <laughs> I said, this man is going to get, and your dad's got a bat, man. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even want to see them. And they would just go at it all the time, you know. But he wouldn't allow him to speak into his life. And you see where I'm going with this a lot of times? This guy was trying to do everything, you know, for him. Trying to help him, teach him everything. And we were rough, man. We were rough out there. And I found out this. It, it, I guess he must have talked to some other people and said, how do I get control of these people? And now it just makes me think of the cross. <laughs> right? He would say, all right, y'all don't want to do right? 
Everybody get a bat. We get a bat. He said, put it over your head. Put your head like this. It's okay. Now run around the block at Phoebus. <laughs> Let me tell you, carrying that thing around the block about 12 times down there, you don't, you can't even lift your arm to get the ball. If the ball comes, you're going like, it was tough love. I don't even know why I'm talking about this today. I'm just thinking about those things where people were trying to speak in our life, but we were too cool. We knew too much. You ever find that in, in life now? I think it, it comes back around, you know? When you're a parent, you're going, hey, I just want to, oh, no, I got it. I got it. One of my children, I won't name which one, but I used to hear this. I said, hey, someone need to do this. He said, I got it, Pop. I got it, Pop. I thought, man, if you got all that, that's amazing, man. You got all that. 60. Hey, you might want, I got it, Pop. I got it, Pop. And then something would happen. I said, yeah, you got it, Pop. You got it. But you know what? It's amazing. It's time to get a little bit older. Things change a little bit. I got it, baby. <laughs> I guess I guess you know who it is. I got it, baby. <laughs> I try to I try to protect you, son. I try to protect you. You know, but that's <laughs> we have a good time. Yes, we do. But a lot of times we, we just we go through this stuff, and it's just amazing, right? How God would continue to work with us, and people that love us continue to, to to put up with us and continue to love us, right? And that's the great thing because sometimes it's just well, sometimes you got to laugh at yourself, amen. How many people can laugh at themselves? Some people can't. Some people have a tough time with that. That's probably why I'm as happy as I am. I laugh at myself all the time. I got, I got to tell you one more. <laughs> Jesse, I got to come clean on this. Yesterday, I talked to Miss Tanya, and I was trying to get some stuff. I said, my phone's going dead. We're trying to get the songs together. We're trying to get this. I said, all right, all right. I said, all right. I said Jesse, I took my phone charger. I said, she said, well, don't you get another? I said, that's my favorite phone charger. <laughs> She said, just plug the phone in or call me on the other line. But I'm like that. I want my phone charger. He let his buddy bar it last night. I said, I told you I need a phone charger back last night. They'll get my face like this. I need my phone charger. I said, I need my phone charger back, right? So anyway, I got to thinking, now wait a minute. I had that phone charger in my car. Jesse must have picked it up when he left. I had him. I said, man, I tell you what. I call him, but I ain't got enough charge on my phone to call him. So anyway, I... Got the, everything together. I said, all right, all right, all right. Don't get so bent out of shape. I, 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 you know. So I go to the restroom, get all situated, and look in my back pocket. And guess what's in there? Charger. The phone cord, the charger. I was like, I'm sorry, Jesse. I said, Lord, I know the Lord's just going, what do I do with you? See, a lot of times we have the answer in our pocket, in God's word, in our heart. But we won't stop this enough to get it. Where it needs to be, amen. You know, God, there's a sermon and everything. I'm thinking, I know, I don't, I don't know. Do I got to tell this tomorrow, Lord? Yeah, I got to come clean. You know, so those different things. Going back to this guy, so I'm going to talk about this guy running away, scared, being naked, and I'm turning around, jumping up and down. And I got the phone cord in my back pocket. See, I can relate to that. Can y'all relate to that? When we start looking at the folks in the store, we think, oh, they're just some big superhero or something like that. These guys blew it too, didn't they? They missed the mark several, several times, amen? Mm-hmm. So sometimes we run scared, we wait, run away from the Lord because we're just overwhelmed. Sometimes it's because of what? Worldly comfort. And we're just passing through here. So we need to make it count. I was thinking about that last night and I said, man, you know what? It seems that Mark had that same problem. I said, I can't say that I'd probably be any different based on yesterday and different things like that. I have a boatload of immaturity at times. How about you guys? I tell you, and I'm not, I mean, it's, it's crazy. But there is something that, that's a blessing. He had a mentor named Barnabas. What did they say his name? What Barnabas, Barnabas meant? Barnabas meant son of encouragement. I'm going to give you all a marriage tip of the day. All right, you ready? I don't know, I don't know that much about women. I've been married for a long time, but I'm going I'm to help the women with guys because I've been one for even longer. If you encourage your man, he'll believe it. And he will set out and do everything that God has for him. You hear that? It got real quiet. You said, baby, I believe in you. You can do that. I don't know. Yeah, you can. You're big and strong. You can do it. That guy, I'll run right through that wall. Okay, but I got it. When you got somebody that believes, but if you tear him down, he'll be like, well, I ain't doing nothing anyway. I ain't doing this. And it works both ways. Don't get me wrong. I know it works both ways, but I know guys, the guys are just crazy enough to believe it. You know? <laughs> guys will believe it. Your wife will say, I don't believe it. 
You know? Say, no, 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 baby. You know how I know they say that? You look beautiful. Oh, you're just saying that. <laughs> I know I'm just saying that. Denise is not here. Pray for her. She's not feeling good today. And I don't think she's online right now. Do you know what I do every morning, five days a week? Yeah, I do. I pick out clothes for my wife. I'm not allowed to pick out my own clothes, but she asked me what it looks like. That don't sound real good, does it? The only day I pick out my clothes is Saturday. Amen? But she don't pump no gas. See, that's in the marriage thing. She don't pump the gas, I don't pull out the clothes. Because she's like, you're not wearing that, are you? Uh, <laughs> no, I was just going to see what you thought about. <laughs> yeah, I was going to wear that. You don't care if anything matches. You're just going up the tailors, you know? And you can tell the other guys up there, you go, hey, your wife didn't dress him. <laughs> right? You know all about that. So look at those things. When we speak into people's life, realize that we're just walking through this world. Try to make a difference while you're here. Try to make a difference for the big picture. And that's when it comes along to encourage others. I said, man, if you just have somebody in your corner to build you up, to teach you, to be patient, the sky's the limit. I said, do you have a person like that in your life? Don't have to raise your hand. Do you have a person like that in your life? Okay. If not, I can tell you who one is. His name is Jesus. Amen. Now, let me ask you. Are you that person in someone else's life? Got quiet there, didn't quiet on the set. Yeah. See, a lot of times we want things one way. Come on now. Preaching to somebody in here tonight. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We want it one way. We want it just one way. But do we ever stop and step back and get God's view? Because God's view is the big picture. Amen. And he's thinking of others. It's not always about us. That's hard to do sometimes. How many people work with people that are single? Couple things. Is it easy to tell? Sometimes it is. Love them right there. But I know, you know, I had a guy that I worked with, and it's probably not in every situation. I had a guy to work with, and I could tell when he was married, and I could tell when he wasn't married. And I, and when he wasn't married, I'm thinking, you have no filter now. Because he'd bounce something off his wife. And you know what your wife would say when you're talking about something? I know you didn't say that at work, did you? And your wife was like, no, you didn't say that, did you? Right? When you don't have that equation there, you say stuff and then they go, why are they upset? Upset. It's good to have somebody in your corner to give you godly counsel, amen? Whether you're married, not married, or whatever the case. Do you have somebody that you can reach out to to give you godly counsel? And the answer is yes. And his name is Jesus. And I pray that those here are the same way that would give you godly counsel. Counsel. Let's take a look at this. Moving right along here. How about immaturity? I told you guys, I fessed up. I was the first one to say, yeah, I can be kind of immature with stuff sometimes. A matter of fact, when Thomas came in, I was just plucking his ears and everything else a minute ago. I said, you missed that? He goes, no. <laughs> no. You know, I still pick at my kids. I'm the guy that did the commando crawl all the way down the hallway when they're half asleep. And I go, hello. And he goes, ah. And then he's going, stop it. They're never going to go to sleep. Now my kids are like, yes, they're going to bed. You know, somebody, I just, I just I'm right here if you need me. <laughs> I'm right here for you if you need me. But I love playing. But sometimes you can just get too far gone with it. Sometimes we have to keep looking back and say, look, I need to realign my life. Sometimes we need to realize that the immaturity uh, in our life can really cause a lot of damage to others that are, are watching our life. Amen? We want to be a good steward and we want to keep growing. So how many people are ready to start growing even deeper in the Lord today? Say amen. 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 So that means Bible study is going to be full Tuesday, right? Ding, did I drop a pen? <laughs> wow. Hey, just thought I'd invite everybody. So we're talking about running scared, and I think everybody is running scared. Sometimes people have a problem with commitment, amen? You know? You have people date, 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 then they get married. That's not a bad thing. But sometimes they're like, well, when are you going to get married? I, I, I don't know. And sometimes people say, oh, I want a new job. I want a new job. And a bunch of uh, opportunities come by, but I don't want to be on leave. We had this discussion like yesterday, me and Denise and I. And my bride says, I'm just not a risk taker in things. Now me, in some cases, I'm more of a risk taker because you know what I've seen over time? Anybody that ever made a difference in life took some risk. I'm not talking about just being stupid. I'm talking about calculating prayerfully and doing stuff. And you can apply this to anything in your life, whether it's jobs, relationships, or asking somebody on a date or whatever. Sometimes you got to take a risk, don't you? 
Aren't you glad that Jesus took a risk? Aren't you glad that these guys here, here you go. It was, it was a risk for John Mark to, to turn around and, and go and then leave and, and ask to come back. Amen. There's risk involved in our life. But guess what? Remember what I said earlier? If we believe God is bigger than the risk, then we're going to go with God. If we believe God is bigger than the problem, then we're going to go with God. If we believe that we're going to stand for what God says, then we're going to be okay one way or the other. Amen. It might not be comfortable. It might, it probably will not be popular, amen? More and more, you see that. It's probably not going to be the most popular decision, but it will be the best decision if it is through the word of God. Somebody say amen. That'll keep you standing strong, amen? So what else do we see? We see standing strong was talking about grace, the free and unmerited favor of God. He loves you because he loves you. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. You can't impress God enough to get his grace. God gives his grace freely for those that will receive it. Anybody low on a little grace? I need it every day. I would not even come up here two steps towards this if it wasn't for God's grace and his mercy. I'm going to tell you that right now. And I want to say this now for people. We have a lot of fun and I do a lot of laughing and everything else. I am very serious about what I do here. But I tell you what, I don't believe you got to beat people to get them to, to heaven. Amen. I believe you love them where they are. I believe that we can laugh at ourselves. I believe that we can look at different people in the Bible and say, you know what? I'm just like that guy. And God worked in their life mightily. That lady's life mightily. Lord, would you use my life today? That's what I'm hoping to hear today. But I'll tell you what. I don't know about y'all. It's fun being saved. Anybody have a good time being saved? I do. I really do. I'm excited because I know where my spiritual destination is. How about you? When you put your... And put your faith in the finished work of the cross, death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. You are secure in Him. I'm not looking over my shoulder thinking, well, maybe I am, maybe I'm not, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. I know that God's Word says when we come to the saving knowledge of Him, when we receive Him by faith, we are secure in Him. Amen? And that's the grace that He shows us. So look at this. Grace is surely on display in Mark's life. Amen? When Barnabas and Paul were going on their second mission trip, this is where I want to get to. Barnabas wanted to bring them along now. He went on the first one and he drug up. He left. Now they're getting ready to go again. And Barnabas says, hey, Paul, let's uh, let's take my cousin. Paul said, no. What? And the Bible says they had such a sharp discussion that they split up. But God still used that in a mighty way. Barnabas went back and got with Mark. Paul went on forward and went with Silas. So guess what? God said, that's all right with me. Because now we're going to cover twice as much ground. You know God can work it all together. Amen. But see, Barnabas was showing to Mark the grace of God. The patience of God. Amen. And I'm not putting Paul down in that situation either. God probably let him say, hey, you know what? I want you to do this. And this is what's going on. And sometimes there is tough love. Right? Sometimes we do have to hold fast and stand strong to those situations. But seek the Lord in those situations. Take a look at this. So Barnabas, Barnabas supported Mark. And they went their way. And they kept on going. And things continued to move on. And look at these different seasons of your life. Things change in different seasons of your life. How many people are, are, have changed a little bit since they've been attending church here? For the better, I hope. Amen? Growing in the word. Growing in the Lord. Different things like that. Different things that you experience throughout life. Here's one. Loss. That's tough. Amen? It's tough. But if you know how fragile this life is, you will live this minute, this day, totally different. Amen? Fragile. Fragile, man. How many people got a plan for retirement? You ought to. That's good. Have a retirement plan. Me and Dave were talking about it the other night. You know? It's good to have a plan. But we're going to run it through God's God's situation, amen? Because, you know what? I'm not living 20 years down the line. I'm living today. But I don't want to be foolish about later on. But I know this. If I'm seeking the Lord at each step of the game, each step of my life, God will whisper to me and show me what I need to do. Do you believe God's big enough to take care of that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's keep on rolling here. So what else? We talk about guidance. Ultimately, we get guidance from the Holy Spirit when we're a believer. Amen. That little nudge that told you you shouldn't have done that. Guess what? Very possible it's the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever been going out with the gang, out with the crew? Now I'm going to tell you what. I'll just pull this back. 
I am very, very blessed. I love my friends, but I have some friends that didn't choose real well. And I was probably one of their friends that didn't choose real well at times. But there would be something sometimes when I was getting ready to hang out with the crowd. Say, uh-uh. Maybe it was my dad going, I will hurt you in the back of my mind. Maybe the Lord said, no, you don't, you don't need to be doing that. And I was like, no, I really want to do this. I really want to do this. And there's this one little thing in your heart that says, maybe I shouldn't do that. I would really lean into that. Here's a good thing. I'm preaching to myself now. And anybody else? You hear this all the time, but if we would do this, we'd probably save ourselves a whole lot of scar tissue. If you wouldn't share it with your mom and dad and you wouldn't share it with the Lord, you probably shouldn't do it. Amen? Ouch, that's stung in. But we don't think about that. Because when I want to do what I want to do, I want to do what I want to do. How about you? Wow, it's lonely out here. <laughs> right? I'm just saying. But Lord, help us to, to, to lean into that. But the guidance of the Holy Spirit then was on display over and over. And the guidance of Barnabas in Mark's life. He believed in him. He was guiding him. He was teaching them the things of the Lord. He gave him leadership, direction, and supervision. Also, the Bible tells us that Mark spent a fair amount of time with Peter. He was writing a lot of the stuff down that Peter had been sharing. So he was in the company of some great men of God, right? Did Peter ever mess up? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. One minute, Jesus said, who do you say I am? say, you're the Messiah. A couple of chapters later, he said, I ain't never seen him before. And I, and I say that to bring comfort to us because I don't know about you. I could be that guy sometimes. Wish it wasn't. I wish it wasn't, but sometimes we are because you know what? We're still dealing with this right here. That old flesh. Don't we? we want what we want when we want it, and that's what happens. But you know what? That rolls us right into this, the maturity. And that's what God wants us to have. To build us up in the things of the Lord. Amen. Build us up in the things of the Lord. Take a look at this. I said, personal maturity usually comes from a combination of mistakes and time. Can I get an amen there? I'm going to tell you what. We can learn some stuff. I said, it takes time. It usually takes mistakes. And it's usually what you can learn from those mistakes that are priceless. But are you willing to learn and grow? Some people just repeat the same thing over and over and over. And go, I don't understand what's wrong. I don't understand the situation. We just keep repeating that, right? But you know what? If it's not working the first time, keep seeking the Lord. That's why we tell our children what we do. Hey, baby, this is not the best plan for you guys. Let's go with this. God speaks into our life the same way. Are you willing to learn? And I said this earlier. I kind of tipped my hand. The mistakes that I make and the things that I go through, I really don't want to do them again. I don't want to experience them again. But I do want to learn from them. So that not only I can grow in that and mature in that, but I can help somebody else. Listen real close to this. The Lord's putting this on my heart. People have to be in a position to want your help. Don't feel bad if they're not receiving your help, if you're giving that to them. I just feel like I'm supposed to say that sometimes they're not to a point to receive that. And that hurts. When you're a mom and dad and you're speaking into your children's life and, and they just won't take they just won't take the line. Think about God. I'm here. I've done everything for you. There's only one way to heaven. I love you. I love you. I love you. And they go, keep on walking. Keep on walking. I pray that today is a day that we don't keep walking, but we keep on receiving and walking into the grace of God, into the goodness of God. Everybody doing all right? Take a look at this scripture here. I love this, man. This is this is just awesome. You guys uh, circle this in your Bible and, and put it on your refrigerator as well. Colossians 2, 6 and 7. Look at this. It says, therefore, as you have received Jesus Christ the Lord, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. I had that on my heart last night. I woke up this morning. Guess what? I had a, a heart full of gratitude. A heart full of gratitude. I'm going to tell you what. That's amazing. I said, look how maturity in Christ works. Let's go back. Take a look at this. I'm going to break it out for you. First, we receive Jesus Christ as Lord. Next, we walk in him. That's the relationship, the spending time. Firmly rooted. Are you grounded in the truth of God's word? The stuff that we're doing on Tuesday night will help you get grounded in the truth of God's word. You've got to have a good foundation so you can continue to build, right? You know, how many people was here at Isabel? 
lot of folks live here in Isabel, and you saw what happened to the homes that they're, they're, that uh, really got pounded, and their foundations had some cracks and different things like that. They come back and they redid the foundation. They made it strong. They made it stronger. They made it taller. They dug it down deeper. Same thing for our relationship with the Lord. Same thing with our faith, man. We got to go with it. And look at this. Then it says, you grow in your faith. And just as you've been taught. You see, a lot of times people say, I didn't know it all. You know any people to know it all? Yeah. Yeah. And it's sad. It's really sad. It's irritating, but the big part of it is it's sad. Because here's the thing. I don't want to argue with anybody. I just want you to know Jesus. Amen. I don't, I don't need to, to have a, a, a big debate on anything or anything else. But if you ask me what I believe and why I believe it, you're going to get the whole package. I'm not going to hold nothing back. I'm going to tell you why I believe it. I'm not going to condemn you if you don't believe that. But I am going to tell you I believe it. What God says is true. A lot of times I ask people what they believe and they say they don't, they just leave the Bible out of the equation. I said, well, why do you believe what you believe? And this is what I usually get. I don't know. I just believe that. Wow. You're going to spend all eternity on a hope so? When the Lord says we got to know so. We have the answer. So when they ask me, well, why do, why do you believe that? I said, because God's word is true. It's the inspired word of God. Well, why do you believe that? Men wrote it. No, men held the pen while God moved through them and I hold the, this Holy Spirit to, to bring them to the point to write this down. Amen? It's amazing when you look through the Bible and you start unpacking it. And you see this. And did God just use perfect people in the Bible? No. Sometimes I believe maybe he did that just for me. And you. Amen? Because if you have you ever been somewhere and you just feel so out of place? That's what happens in the church many times. People say, I just feel so out of place. That was my line all the time when my neighbors desperately, when I lived in Fox Hill, were trying to get me uh, to go to church and everything else. I didn't fit in the in the in the box. That's what the devil kept telling me. But you know what did fit? The way they loved on me. The way they would speak into my life. The way they never treated me any different. The way that they would pray for me. The way that they still believe in me. And I got to see the love of Christ through them. And it slowly started working on my heart. I didn't even realize it so much then. But to see other people live out what they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ will impact your life. It should. It should change your life. Amen. So how are we living? Are we living a mature life? Are we going deeper with the Lord? Are we deeply rooted in him? Are we being built on the foundation of, of, of Christ himself? Are we building the firm foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ? Here's something else. Are you overflowed with gratitude? Now I want to talk to you guys a minute about this. How many people believe this? I'm asking you a question. That Christians should be the most joyful people in the world. That doesn't mean ignorant to things that hurt, to loss, to different things. But we should be the most joyous people in the world. Are we? I see a lot of Christians that got, as what me and Miles called, the shovel lip. Like that. Shovel lip. I'm not telling you that you can't be sad. I'm not telling you that, oh, nothing bad ever happens. I'm not saying any of those things. But that's the difference that we speak about many times between happiness and joy. Happiness is based on happenings. Joy is built on the deep-rooted foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Y'all hear what I'm saying there? So even when everything's stripped away, when everything's not going good, are you deeply rooted in knowing, Lord, I don't know how this is going to turn out. I don't know if I'm going to make it another day. But, Lord, I know one thing. You will not leave me. And if I leave here, I know where I'm going because of what you've done. Let me tell you what, when I've sat beside in way too many, and I probably if, if I keep doing, uh, you know, the Lord allows me to do what I love to do and, and pastor and preach. And, and, you know, my plan is not to ever retire from this until I don't, I can't, I can't breathe anymore. That's, that's my heart. That's my hope. Amen. You know, but you sit beside a lot of people that go through a lot of pain. Here's one for you. I sit beside people going through a lot of pain when I'm going through a lot of pain. Just being honest, you know, 
I was, I was living at the hospital with my mom for two weeks. I'd get somebody to sit with her. Tanya and Tim would go sit with my mom. I would go preach a funeral and then come back. Not saying buddies, all this, not all. But I'm saying sometimes it's not about you. It's not about your situation. And through those times, I knew, Lord, if I could just be a blessing to this person. Lord, if this door is open and I could speak the truth into somebody's life, I'll go. I don't feel like it. I'm tired. I'm hurting. You don't sleep real good in the hospital, amen? Especially if your mom gets up at 11 o'clock, tears all her clothes off and wants to go home. You're going, no. But those things happen sometimes. You know what I mean? When the nurse doesn't come in there and they go, well, you can't help your mom back and forth to the potty chair. I said, are you coming every time you call? Well, we'll try to. I said, I'm here. I will take care of my mother. And I think they do a great job. Don't get me wrong. There's a, there's a lot of people doing a lot of things. But I'm going to tell you what. If I'm there, I'm going to stand in the gap. Amen? That's my prayer. Whether it's hospital, home, or whatever. Here's the thing. One person can't do all that. That's why you make disciples, amen? That's why we lean on one another. And ultimately, we lean on the Lord Jesus Christ for the strength to do what we do, amen? That's the maturity. I can tell you this, the first year I started pastoring, it almost killed me. I went everywhere, to every phone call, to everything, to everybody all over the place. I probably didn't add two people to the church. I would ride my motorcycle and visit. I would go here. I would eat my sandwich going down the road. Everything else. I didn't lose time with my family and everything else. And I said, Lord, what in the world? He said, are you trying to do that in your strength or mine? Had some people that really love me say, you about to kill yourself, man. My guys at work, they go, hey, you haven't had a vacation in years. Only time you take off is when your mom's sick. When you bury somebody, dude, you got to look out for this. When your other buddies going, hey man, this is not good. We're seeing it showing up on you. And I had to start saying, I need to listen. I was preaching a funeral at Freedom Life for somebody. And I got up there and I was praying, and the Lord said, You need to rest. I'm like, I can't rest now, I'm preaching. Had to beg my boss to get off early to go preach a funeral. He said, man, I need you. I got to go. I made a commitment. How long is your funeral going to be? I don't know. I got to go. Getting stretched a little bit, right? And a lady that I've never met before said, can I talk to you? I said, yes, ma'am. Smiley face, everything else. And she grabbed my hand and she said, let me tell you something. The Lord told me to let you know that you need to rest. Wow. Wow. That doesn't just mean sleeping in, all that. That means, you know what? You need to do it in his strength. Now, I just showed you my little example, and I'm not saying I'm anybody else. There's folks that are listening today, there's folks right here today that that, that, that hits you. Because you're trying to do it on your own. So I'm going to be that person to say, hey, you know what? Rest in the Lord. I'm not saying be lazy. I said rest in the Lord. Let God lead the way. Let the guidance of the Holy Spirit show you when to say and when to stow and when not to go and things like that. Because you can't do it all. Amen? Somebody say, I can't do it all. You can't do it all. But you can do your part. So seek the Lord to do your part and ask God, hey Lord, who are you sending me to disciple? Lord, who, who are you sending me that I can help? Amen? That's what we talk about discipleship. You know what? For some reason, if somebody needs some visitation and I can't go, don't mean I love you any less. Amen? I got me a new evangelist under my wing. Y'all know that? Nicholas. He gives me the report once a week. He calls to check on Mr. Day. He calls and checks on other people. And he called me yesterday and I missed, I missed his call. So I called him back. He said, I saw where you missed my call. Or where, where I missed your call. What you need, Pastor Buck? I said, uh, no, man, I saw where you called. I just was getting a little update. He said, well, I had some friends over today and did this and everything else. And uh, he gave me the lay down. He says, uh, he was telling me, he was telling me how many treatments Dave had already had and everything else. I said, man, let me tell you, I really appreciate you. I'm not being funny about it. I'm telling you, I appreciate it. His heart is with his church family. Young man. How will God use his life if, if we continue to fan the flames with him? To come alongside with him and say, man, you know what? That's awesome. That's good. Don't underestimate the heart of a child, amen? 
They said when I started studying this, they said John Mark, when he took off and run out of there, and they, and they really believed that was him. So he was probably a teenager. Can you imagine? They're coming to get Jesus, you're a teenager. You know, you got your sweatpants on, they go to grab you, you just take off running. You probably do the same thing. There's things in our life that just overwhelm us, but as we grow, and how many know you can be older and not mature? <laughs> that could be me, right? You can. You can be older. Just because you have a little age on you doesn't mean you're mature. But you know what? Take that, take that verse. I pray that we take that, that verse this week right here and, and wear that on our heart. Amen? And let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good so far? I pray that you know what? I had a couple of things. I want to read through my notes because I don't want to miss this. I spent a lot of time with the Lord last night. I said, you know what? I said, look how the maturity of Christ works. And I went through that. I said, but here's a great thing. Gratitude. Christians, this is your blueprint for faith. This is your battle plan for life. How many people want to finish big? Go back to thinking about my sister making me run them race. She would stick your neck out at the end. Die about there like that. You know, I want to live this life. I don't know if I will, but this is my prayer. That when I'm close to the end, if I have any idea, I don't know. You never know. You might be fall and hit the floor. But I pray that some of the last words that I speak are glorifying God. That's my prayer. That, that maybe, maybe one more time he said, man, that guy believed what he believed right to his last breath. That's right. Amen. You know? Why is it that people always want to hear the last thing somebody says? They want to lean into it. They want to lean into that. You see, so-called famous people, what's the last thing they say? They say see, and I knew that. And when my dad was sick and I was sitting out there on the front porch the day before he died, hours before he died, I said, Dad, give me something to go on. So press on. Press on. I've said this many times. Y'all know it. Thomas has got it on his license plate. He's got it on everything else. Because one of the same verse was that I press on to the mark. Right? I press on to the mark. And that's what I pray that we do. That's encouraging. You know? I don't know what my last words mean. They might be ouch. I don't know. You know? But what I hope is that I live a life over time. And through maturity, and yes, I will blow it just like this guy did. How about you? But I pray that I get up and keep on moving. And that's what I want for you guys. Don't let yesterday's mistake rob you of today's victory. You hear me? Don't let it do it. Let's keep on rolling. I'm going to get on this thing and finish up here in a minute now. Everybody doing good? They said amen. The big finish. Here we go. Bringing it on. So how do we, how do we finish big? Persistence. Stick to the plan. How many people know you got to stick to the plan? You got to stick to the plan. I don't care what it is. It takes persistence. It, it's, it's sticking to the stuff. Perseverance, grit, not compromising. It takes boldness, and yes, sometimes it takes risk taking. Amen. I mean, sometimes it might be a risk if you stand up at where you're at at work or something. You say, nah, you know, they say, well. Uh, what do you think about this? You can just shave this off the bottom or you can do this or take the time off. They said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do the right thing. Well, who do you think you are? I'm a believer in Christ and I, I, I'm going to stick with the stuff. I'm going to stick with that plan. See, sometimes it's not popular, amen? But it's going to be the best. Let's keep on going with that. I wrote this down. I said, I said, anyone that has ever tasted greatness, uh, Anybody that has ever tasted greatness realize they've probably tasted a little bit of bitterness along the way too. You know, you think about athletes, how much they train. They think about, you think about different things. I think about this when I married people and I see the dad walking the daughter down. That's a big investment. Moms too, don't get me wrong, but I'm, I'm, I'm wearing this thing right down there. I'm going, dad is paying for this. Just teasing. Dad's walking her down. And he's thinking, this is what I would be thinking. That is my baby. That is my girl. That is my everything right there. Can you hand her off to this guy? Whoo, we gotta have a conversation. Amen? Gotta have a conversation for that comes. You know? It's not, not bad. It's just like, look, man, do you, do you understand? Do you understand who you're getting here? This is my baby. This is my girl. This is, like, this is this is the deal, man. Because she is so valuable, she is so loved. 
God feels that about us. God feels that about us and he wants us to stick to the program because that's what the deal is. He wants us to stick to the life that he has for us. But he loves us so much even when we deviate, he'll still come pick us up, amen? I told my boys, my dad even told me this way back when. He says, look, I don't want you drinking. I don't want you carrying on anything else. I know things change and stuff like this, but I will tell you this. You call me and I will come get you. I'll come get you. Wow. I don't agree with it. I don't want you to do that. But for some reason you do. Don't ever think you can't call me. Don't ever think you can't call me. I heard some people, I told my kid, they do this, they might as well not even call me. That might be your heart or whatever. But I'm going to tell you what, call me. I might not be happy. I'll get over it. But I want you safe. I want you safe. And dad can only keep you so safe and mom can only keep you so safe. But God will always keep you safe. Amen. And if you ask him first, you might not be in that situation. I'm not going to say you won't ever be in a bad situation. But sometimes we find ourselves in some tough situations. But let me tell you, we got a tough guy, don't we? Amen. He's got a pushover. Well, something else I want to talk about, we need to be moldable, right? I said, bend, but don't break. What do you mean by that, buddy? I had a lot of different things I wanted to share here. I said, you know, when we go through some of these things in, in, in the boldness and, and just really just pursuing uh, with persistence, God, there is going to be some, some bitterness and stuff. I said, you can apply this to every area of your life, but it starts with trust in Jesus. And just like I said, this, do you really mean what you say? Do you really take a hold of the gospel message? Has it come apart, become a part of your life? Amen. We've got to be moldable. I said, victorious living is not measured as much by what we accomplish. But what we have overcome to accomplish it. That makes sense? A lot of people think, oh yeah, this guy, uh, this guy's a rock star. This guy's a, uh, you know, a baseball player, a football player. She's a dancer. She's this or whatever. Like a lot of times people don't realize what they sacrifice to get to that. Amen? Amen? So the greater the sacrifice, usually the greater the victory. Do you know anything of the greater sacrifice than that cross? You know any better victory? I don't. And he did it for you and me. That's what blows your mind. I don't know many people that became a rock star for their grandmother. Right? Or anybody else. But Jesus did what he did for you and me. That's what I want you to see today. So, guess what? Big finish takes faith. Every time I read this, it sounds like my father-in-law's voice. He's, he loves this verse, this verse. Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. How many know it's good to have a family member that loves the Lord and they kind of like you? Yeah. I think I've kind of grown on them over the time, kind of like peat moss on a tree, you know what I mean? But it's nice to know that somebody cares. It's nice to know people love you, Amen. And look at this. I said, trust more. Trust God more than fear your problems. Speak his word over your situation. Not lack, not doubt. Dedicate time each day to spend with the Lord. Be persistent. Be courageous. Be victorious in Jesus. You say, how do I do that? I just told you. Seek the Lord. How many people got a time that they spend each day with the Lord? Just, you don't have to raise your hand if you want to raise your hand. Kind of. How many think that might be a good idea? How many think that, you know what, maybe starting our day like that wouldn't be a bad idea? But I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. I'll tell you what. If you're that busy, you better start your day with the Lord. So he can order your steps, amen? Right. And he can set the path. And set, have you ever seen some, I had guys now that even are not believe said, man, I don't know how you do what you do. Man, you're over at your mom's, you're over here and all that. And I'm, when I say this, please, I'm not talking about, but I, I only share things like this to glorify God. And I get them real fast. This how you do. I said, God's good. I said, God is setting the pace. God's keeping going. This was amazing because I didn't think about this last night. One of Jesse's friends come over and I was jamming, playing guitar. And it's about 11 o'clock and they were hanging out and playing some guitar and all this stuff. And blah, 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 blah. And he goes, Mr. Chapman. I said, yeah, but he said, you seem to have a whole lot more energy than my parents. <laughs> I didn't have the heart to tell the boy I took a nap. <laughs> but I said, well, you know, 
I said, hey, God's good, man. God's good. But I never had anybody else say that. You know, Mr. Chairman, you, you got a lot of energy. Because you know what? I like hanging out with the kids, amen? My kids don't always like when I hang out with the kids. But they, the kids seem to like when I hang out with the kids, you know? They're like, okay, Dad, that's good. I was like, what's wrong, man? I'm just hanging out, you know? And see, my buddy Jeremy, he plays guitar too, so we're jamming. Jesse's like, uh, we're playing Xbox. What do you be with you, man? Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy being a part of my children's life. God enjoys being a part of your life. Amen. And here's the truth that we really love the Lord. He is our life. Amen. Everything spills out of that. And I know I went a little long today. Imagine that. Guess what? I bet you we needed it. Amen. So we'll bring this thing to a close. Running scared, staying strong, finish big. I want you to look at this. Now, now I just want to go back through some of these things here. I want to read this for you right here. Ready? I think there's another pizza. There it is. 2 Timothy 4, 11. This is written at the end, near the end of Paul's life, right? You remember where we started out? Paul said, I don't want nothing to do with the guy. Talking about John Mark. He's out. He's not coming with us. Look at what's happening now. Luke alone is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you. For he is very useful to me for ministry. How many of you know when you're about to choke out, you want to make sure you got people you can count on, amen? Who'd he call? He called for Mark, amen? I said, now wait a minute, wait, wait, wait a minute. This is the same guy, right? Let's go back through here a little bit. This is the guy that was so scared that he ran right out of his drawers out there and kept on going. Let's just put it on this. Ran home naked, right? This is the guy that blew it again and bailed on Barnabas and Paul, right? Really? This is the guy that the Lord used to write the most action-packed account of the gospel. The first gospel that was written out of the four. Amen. It sounds a lot like me and you, doesn't it? He's missed it a couple times, haven't he? But he had people in his corner. He had the Lord using people to speak into his life. Amen. We touched a little bit on Peter. And by the way, let's, like we said, through the, the studies that I've seen, he was the assistant to Peter and wrote down many of the things that, that he recorded for Peter. He's in the hearing of the word. How many know it's important to be in the hearing of God's word? How many know it's important to get a fresh start each day with God, amen? Oh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Let's bring this on home. I said, going back through here, I said, Barnabas was used to show the grace and the compassion of God to others with the gift of encouragement. How much do you encourage people? How much do you say thank you? I got them this morning. A lot of times we're setting up stuff. Things, oh, I just want to tell you, things don't always go together. You get here and everything is like, poof, everything looks like it's done. Half the wires don't work, stuff cut off, everything else you up here. And it gets a little crazy. And I told Tim, like I told him a lot of times, I said, hey man, guess what? He goes, what, what? He's over there doing stuff. The man behind the scene there. Tiny's doing this over here. Tom says, Justin Bonus, John's bringing this in, others doing stuff. And I said, hey man, I just want to tell you something. And I can see it's like, what? I'm this, that's I just want you to know I appreciate you. He goes, on. I said, did you know that? And he goes, you know what? I didn't know that. <laughs> and he smiled. Because you know what? I want them to know. And I tell them all the time. And I don't do it just like, well, today I haven't told them in like a week. I've been telling them. No, because I appreciate each and every one that come in here. I appreciate what they do. I appreciate that the, they're praying. I appreciate their serving. I appreciate that I got brothers and sisters in the Lord that are faithful, that are awesome. That are amazing. But all of us, sometimes we come down this road right here. We got bump bruises and setbacks. And, and I, I hope you see today that God still loves you. That God can still use you. And you can finish big in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, I pray today. As we look back on the life of Mark. That we can understand how it gets scary sometimes. How sometimes we just run off and it's scary. Sometimes it's just crazy. But I, I hope through the word and the scripture and the stories today and through the power of the Holy Spirit that we see that there's a time that we need to be mature. And it starts each day knowing that God is good. It starts with that relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Understanding that without him there is nothing. All good gifts come from him. 
And yes, a lot of people don't want to share that there is a place called hell. If we reject the only way to heaven, the only thing else for eternity for us is hell. I don't want anybody to go there. I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm trying to inform folks that there is one way to heaven. The Bible says, John 14, 6, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. I want you to have an understanding of what that means. That means that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We've all missed it. And God is perfect and holy. He cannot be around sin. So what he did, he purchased us out of that sin debt with the blood of his son. He gave his life so that you could have life by faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know how to say it any more clear. Lord, help me to make this clear. Lord, if, if the folks are here today and you say, what are you talking about, buddy? Lord, show them through your word that we need to confess with our mouth and believe. I want you to hear it. And believe in your heart. Not just words, but believe. Connect to that right there. The death, burial, resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't mumble a prayer. Grab hold to the promise by faith. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I believe today, Lord, that you are the Son of God that takes away the sin of the world. Lord, help me to walk in, in what you've done for me. I believe you, Lord. Forgive me. I'm turning from my sin. I'm turning to you. Help me to live for you. And the Bible continues to say that whosoever called upon the name of the Lord will be saved. If that's you today, friends, hey, let us know so we can continue to pray for you. If you're here today and that's you, you want to know more about that, let me, let me spend some more time with you. But let me tell you what. There is nothing greater than the love of God that is available for you. And if you ever doubt that, look to the cross. But don't just stop at the cross. Look to the risen Savior, the empty tomb. Our Lord and Savior sits on the right-hand side of God. It is finished. Will you receive that today? I pray that you do. And everybody said, amen. Well, we're going to get together and send you out with a song while we're getting together. I hope you guys enjoyed yourself. Anybody enjoy the message today?